You are now experiencing the roller coaster known as country music. Sit back, relax, keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times, fasten your seat belts, and be sure to tip your waiters and waitresses. Now, without further ado, your guides, Ryan and Jordan. This is the Country Music Critic. Here we are back again, folks. Yeah, we want to give a very special happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. Ryan. Happy birthday to you. That's that's pretty impressive. Well, like you sung it out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't think I sung to you. You didn't. It's fine. Yeah. You you had a little clip though. I thought, you know, I'm gonna be a little bit more personal. Yeah. That's not that yeah. I'm just not I'm not technology but what's the word? Technologically inclined. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. gotcha. That's not me. Well, it is much appreciative. Mm-hmm. I had an outstanding birthday did you get everything you wanted i kind of feel like we partied for like four days because it started on thursday my grandmother called me and she's like hey before you leave work i've got a water leak can you stop by the house Mm -hmm. and i was like yeah okay so i texted my daughter and i was like what are we doing for supper because i like to pick the stuff up before i get home and she's like i don't know and i was like first off drop the attitude i'm like in the ground (laughs) your hind end mode mm-hmm. then i get to my grandma's and everybody that's there and my mom's like i invited your co-host mm-hmm. i invited steven and i invited jeff bates yeah she told me and she i was like jeff. are you serious yeah. like all these people and i'm telling you what man you miss some i mean i'm telling you what her fried chicken i would put it up against kfc any day of the week yeah i will i had planned on coming but i had the kids and i was waiting on my in-laws to keep my kids right. and I was waiting for my mother-in-law to get home and it was after your party started when that happened so yeah it's all good <laughs> I was kind of stuck and yeah. yeah my my one-year-old if he's not eating yeah at a certain time he's he's chewing somebody's leg off oh I'm telling you man you should have uh you should have brought the kids because they had everything so then Friday, we celebrate my grandpa's 82nd birthday, which is awesome. Cooked out. My grandpa helped me fix my mower so I don't have to push mow no more. Saturday, we kicked it with my 8-year-old nephew. They rented the entire city pool, so, like, I didn't care to, like, flaunt my oh, sexy yeah. body. Let it all hang out, huh? Because there was no strangers. Yeah. Well. You know? Then, then we... We finished it up Sunday at my dad's and came back in a rainstorm. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, we need the rain, so it's fine. <laughs> 37. Yeah. You feel 37? Actually, I feel like I gained a year because I thought I was turning 38. No joke. Like, all year I thought I was turning 38. So. How do you just forget how old you are? I don't know, man. I guess you get to an age where you just don't want to count. I'm going to forget next year. For real. Yeah. For I sure. mean, you'll be, what, 45? Mm-hmm. I'll be 40 next year. Really? Yeah. The big four zero. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to forget. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, 39 all over again. 39 all over again. Yep, yep, yep. 39's not bad. No, it's not. I mean, it's better than the alternative, but... Yeah, we could be dead. Yeah, that's, that's the alternative. Um, What's the greatest birthday that you can remember? I mean that the original one, I guess. <laughs> that you can remember. Uh, well. Have you ever had a surprise party? I don't think I have. Yeah. I've had parties. I've never had a surprise party. Um, I tell you, my most depressing party. Which it one? Wasn't a party, but it was my twenty-first birthday. Depressing? How is that depressing? I mean, I know we all drank before we're 21, but how is that depressing? I was living in uh, Lexington, Kentucky with my brother. Uh, My brother was, he was in grad school at the time. He was a graduate. Yeah, this this was to get his his master's. Um, It was during finals week. My birthday's in May. It's always a rough time of year for school. Yeah. Um, I had a girlfriend at the time, but she lived, you know, 
uh, four hours away. Um, I had friends up there, but it was finals week. Everybody had you know, tests that you know, depended yeah. on their their entire year was dependent on, that, on those tests. Uh-huh. So I couldn't get anybody to go. Um, it was in Lexington. We lived uh, at Shinaway is the name of the little community. There's a Shinaway pub there. It's a you know, famous you know, karaoke bar. Um, I mean, it's it, it was a really nice neighborhood. We lived in an apartment complex. There's a lot of old UK basketball players that lived in yeah, the apartment complex. Yeah. Uh, Tubby Smith, that's when he was the coach. He lived about a block away. I worked at the Kroger at the time when I was in school. He would come in there. I talked to him. I talked to Sam Bowie, a bunch of Kentucky legends. Hmm. Um, so on the night of my 21st birthday, I didn't have any finals the next day. I had I had uh, three finals the day after my birthday. So I had I went on actually you know, May the second night at midnight. Yeah. So you know technically it's May the third which is my birthday, um, that's when I went at midnight. I get there. There's a bunch of people I worked with that's supposed to show up. Well, I saved a table. I was excited. I saved oh. a table. They all said they were coming. They're all older, too. Like, I'm, I, you know, I say older. They're like 25. And yeah. It was you know, a couple guys that were like you know, close to you know, 40, I guess. Right. But uh, I was, I mean, I was all about it. I was sitting there waiting. I walked outside to smoke cigarettes back when I smoked, and uh, I come back in, and there's nobody there, and I had ordered a couple beers already, so I was just sitting there had drinking by myself at the bar. I'd already you know, vacated the table. Yeah, somebody yeah. comes up and they're like, they're like, uh, "What are you doing?" It's like, "Yeah, I'm just you know, celebrating my my 21st birthday." It was kind of depressing, and they're like, "Oh, you're here by yourself?" I said, "Yeah, they're." It's yeah, supposed to be you know, some other people who came, but they didn't show up. So it turned out, I mean, it turned out to be fun, but I didn't know the people. I sat at a table with all these people, and uh, uh, which I don't know if you know about you know, Shinaway Pub. It's a karaoke bar, so you can you know, get up and sing. So the table I was you know, sitting with, you know, they were all getting up. And the whole point of karaoke is because, you, you know, you don't have to be good to sing. Right. Actually, yeah, the worse you are, the better as far as it goes. But I mean, I, I hate to hate to you know, pat myself on the back, but when it comes to karaoke, I have a couple of go-to songs. Um, one of them for sure is "Let Her Cry" by you know Hootie and the Blowfish. Great song. It's my shower song. I sang that in uh, Nashville one night, and I had a guy come up to me after the fact. And tell me it was my welcome to Nashville moment. Are you serious? <laughs> I swear to you, he did. He must have been drinking. I'm pretty sure he was, but yeah. he, was, he was serious too, though. But oh, yeah. it made me feel good. But that's good, yeah. yeah. But so yeah, that's that's my depressing story. I went back out to smoke, and then I came back in, and there were uh, four or five shots laid out for me. There was wow, you know, three or four beers. Like somebody had got on the microphone that was sitting at the table that had invited me over. And they had you know, told everybody it was my 21st birthday. Right. But that the people I was supposed to be partying with didn't show up. So they all bought me drinks and set it in front of my seat. So it was cool. Yeah. Well. Yeah, you know, kind of back when you, you know, trusted just random drinks given to you by yeah, other people. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, you know, I've all, and I'll be the first one to tell you, you know, I'm a Christian. I love God and all that stuff. But some of the kindest, hardest people that I've ever met were people that i shared a drink with you know like on a plane or at at a bar of course obviously nowadays you really don't know what you're gonna get right but it's always been like that though i mean some of the nicest people but i had one of those moments i was sitting by myself in the smoky mountains uh on a work trip Mm. and i got a steak and a beer you know what i mean i think Mm. i was like 27 maybe but yeah I know what you mean, and it seems like the older you get, the more birthdays that you remember working. Oh, yeah, I've worked you know? the majority of, I couldn't tell you the last time I had my birthday off, actually, well, the unless pre- it was on a weekend. The previous job that I left, my last birthday was on a Friday, worked 12 hours, and everybody knew, they didn't care, you know what I mean? And I mean, I, I, know, I know we're guys, yeah. but we do like to 
be wished happy birthday or something yeah. like that, you know? I mean, it's nice just to, just to have a little attention, you know, every now and then. Yes. And, and the new job that I have, so my boss straight up hooked me up. Got to give her a big shout out. Mm-hmm. Karen is amazing. She gave me a Subway gift card. Mm-hmm. Four Red Bulls and the IV stuff that you put in water. Yeah, liquid IV. I've yes, that, man. Yeah. I'm because I'm trying to drink more water. Yeah. Trying to cut out all the cokes. You That's know. good to keep hydrated. Yeah, liquid IV is really good for you. Yeah, she says it's pretty good, so I'm gonna give it a try. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. But it's not anyways. cheap either. No, no, it's not. So, uh, man, I was gonna say something, but I completely totally forgot what it was um mm-hmm, sure did let's see so this week i kind of took the bull by the horns you did yeah surprisingly yeah this doesn't happen very often see it everybody better enjoy it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's usually ryan you know <clears throat> spearheading almost every episode i've helped I mean, I help some, but it's not like yeah. I don't do anything compared to what he does. Just, I mean, that's the truth. Yeah. But so we decided upon uh, we wanted to do an up and coming you know, artist, somebody who was uh, you know, about to blow up, and uh, it don't get no bigger than this. No, it don't get no country than this either. I'm telling you, the first time I heard her talked, I was kind of annoyed for yeah. about a minute. And then I was like, I heard Ashley McBride say, mm-hmm. a lot of people think that she's putting on a show. Yeah, it's no show. But she's ten times worse when she's yeah, drinking. It's no show. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this week, our artist in spotlight is Lainey Wilson. I'm telling anybody who gives Dolly a shout out is yeah. worthy in my book. She is absolutely driven by Dolly Parton. And she can cover Dolly pretty well from what yeah. I've seen yeah. with her and Justin Moore. Yeah. She's, and uh, she's, she's got a lot of talent. Justin Moore's another artist who almost sounds too country when he talks. It's like you don't know if they're putting it on. Right. But like to see them two on stage together... It's like, oh my gosh, this is the perfect fit. No, actually, Justin Moore and her uh, grew up not far from each other. He's really? from Arkansas. She is from uh, Baskin, Louisiana. Like, you know, Carol Baskin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Except it's just the city. I got you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. You that's... remember that craze? Yeah. That did you huge. ever watch it? Yeah. That was yeah, huge at the too. beginning of the pandemic. I mean, it, when, it was. That was. It, it took the nation by storm. It did. It I mean, did. Joe Exotic is you know, still in jail. He thought he was going to get pardoned by Trump. I mean, Trump's not even going to do that. <laughs> no. He, he earned where he was at. <laughs> it's, oh, not yeah. like, it's not like he didn't screw up at all. I mean, multiple times on national TV, he's like, how can we figure out to kill her? You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, it was so obvious. Yeah. Uh, but... All right, uh, Lady Wilson was born on May the 19th, 1992. That makes her 30 years old. She's a Taurus like me. It's her uh, astrological sign. Um, her number one song on the date of her birth was Jump by Criss Cross. Criss Cross really? Jump, yeah. Jump. Yep. Uh, that, number you, one. you remember that record? Yeah. Because the song that I memorized was I Missed the Bus. I missed the bus. <laughs> it goes like, I woke up late, but I didn't think late would affect me. You yeah. you heard it? I, it's been a long time, I think. Yes, that was an awesome song. Okay, back <laughs> to your story. All right. So the number one song at the time of her conception was The Promise of a New Day by Paula Abdul. 
It's a name you don't hear very often anymore. Okay. She was big then, though. She was real big. Oh, yeah. Um, I seen something as I was reading. So there are some other you know, celebrities who share the same birthday. Uh, Jojo, <clears throat> Jojo Siwa. <laughs> uh, Marshmallow. Okay. Uh, Sam Smith. Yo Gotti. Uh, Malcolm X. Andre the Giant. And Nicole Brown Simpson. Okay. She celebrated that day until OJ killed her. That's kind of... That's kind of like a... <laughs> exactly. Awkward moment. <laughs> um. So, growing up, she went to an extremely small school. She had to drive to the next town over to go to high school, though, because they didn't have a high school in her town. That sounds about right There were 300 people in her uh, hometown of uh, you know, Baskin. But the school, the high school she went to was in the next town over. I don't know the name of it, but uh, there were 24 people in her graduating class. Wow. And that was a big class, she said. Yeah, because, I mean, I come from like a 280. Yeah. But that's close to like where you come from, right? I mean, that was 128 where I went. Are you serious? And I went to a real small school around here. Yeah, I wouldn't have bet at that number. Yeah. I would have at least said 75 for you. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. It's, uh, I think when you get around, you know, those parts, they're just such small communities like separated by an absolutely nothing like right just empty right fields you know uh, pastures farms it's just random you know stuff <clears throat> her dad was a farmer um her mom did um just i don't know that it was ever really said what her mom did you know from what i've heard her dad yeah soybean uh wheat all kinds of different stuff when she was in high school, when she got her license, she had a teacher approach her and ask her to wear a blonde wig, which she's blonde anyway, but she asked her to wear a blonde wig and come to her daughter's birthday party dressed as Hannah Montana. Okay. So she did this as that's what she wanted to do. She wanted, she wanted to become this... Uh, you know, Hannah Montana impersonator, I guess. Right. Because, I mean, it was making her a lot of money. She was making, yeah, two, three hundred dollars on the weekend. And that's a lot of money for a kid in, in high school. I didn't make that money <laughs> when I was in high school. But uh, she would drive around to you know, communities all over the place. Yeah. And she would, <clears throat> she would open for herself. She would say, opening for Hannah Montana is Lainey Wilson. Are you serious? That's kind of how she got her you know, individual started. She would just start entertaining all these kids, and then she would you know, throw the wig on, the whole persona. Okay. She would dress up and act like Hannah Montana. And that's, I mean, that's what I mean. I wonder what she charged. I don't know. She would go to nursing homes. Uh, she would go to schools. She would go to birthday parties. She would go to family reunions. She would go to... Uh, middle school dances, all kinds of different stuff. Like, yeah. she was killing it in that kinda, little town. Kind of like my little Kenny Chesney days. Yeah, did you go around and sell it? I was kind of like mm-hmm. To an extent. Yeah. Probably not as big as that. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> so, her first car, what was your first car? Oh, Lord. Poor truck. Well, see, I was kind of a spoiled-ass kid. Mm-hmm. My stepdad brought home a 97... Nissan, the single cab. Mm-hmm. It was purple, but it was like a dark purple. Like and yeah, and looking back, I should have been tickled to death. And I threw a fit because it wasn't an S10. So mm. he took it back, and then I got like a 92 S10. But looking back, I was such a prick. I should have yeah. been thankful to have that. But my very first was a white S10. Okay. My first car was a 1986 Dodge 600. You ever mm-hmm. heard of a Dodge I 600? Don't, I don't think I have. It was the only year they made them. Really? <laughs> they okay. kind of look like a 1980s yeah, BMW model. Like oh, okay. Kind of look like that square body, yeah. small yeah. square body. P.O.S. Really? It was rough. It was rough. But, I guess that's why I only made it one year. Yeah, yeah, it didn't turn out. And, like, it was supposed to be maroon, but the sun had kind of faded it shit brown. It was, yeah. was the ending color. 
But yeah. uh, it was Betsy, is what we call her Betsy. Oh, Betsy. Old brown Betsy. Four door? Yeah, she was a four door. She had well, you good got speakers. To. She had good speakers. Really? I give her that. Yeah. I mean, she was nice to me. Yeah. I can still smell it. I can still smell that car today. It's weird. Really? Yeah. It's weird. But so her first car was a Camaro. Her oh, father. I could see that. What year? I don't know the year. Her father uh, bought it from one of those rental car places. Yeah. Yeah. Just been used so much, they were ready to sell it. He bought it from them. Um, she was having to you know, <clears throat> pack around her speakers and whatnot. Of course, she's doing the you know Hannah Montana gigs. Okay. Um, well, yeah, something was weird. They were getting wet. The speakers were getting wet in her trunk. She couldn't figure out what was going on. So finally, she like <laughs> she checked it out with her dad. She examined it. He lifted up the upholstery. And um, they found something that had rusted a hole in the bottom of the trunk. Do you have any guess what you think it would be? Something rusted a hole in the bottom of the trunk lid? Not the lid. Oh, the very bottom. Very bottom. Uh, I have no clue, unless it was like where the spare tire goes or something. It was under the uh, carpet. Okay. What was it? It was a Glock. Nine millimeter. What, off of a rental car? Yeah, with a banana clip next to it. Wow. <laughs> so she's got some kind of drug dealer's car. What it was, they turned it into the you know authorities, and uh, they ran a serial number on it because it was you know, still had it on there. It belonged to a man on the top ten FBI most wanted list. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So she's driving a car that was being driven. Yeah, previously by a a very, very dangerous person. <laughs> Could you imagine if the police were the ones who found that when she was pulled over for speeding <laughs> yeah. like most teenagers? No kidding. Yeah, she said she got out of a couple you know, speeding tickets because she would you know, throw her wig on. Like, oh, I could see I'm it. running late for a Hannah Montana concert. Yeah, yeah, I, I could hear that. Yeah. I could hear that. Yeah, she said she got out of a few. But yeah. Nowadays, cops are not that forgiving. At all. No. I mean, the only thing that I hear that keeps you truly out of a speeding ticket is rain. If it's raining, they're not going to pull you over. And that seems to be right so far, you know? Yeah, it depends. I've been pulled over in the rain. Really? Yeah. Mm. I have. Oh, my God. I almost went to jail one night in the rain. Really? I did, and then. Well, you completely debunked my theory. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to Murray State, and uh, I was the uh, uh, DD that night. Oh, I always had a those. house party. I was driving some people home. It's my one of my friends in the front seat, another one of my friends in the back seat, and a random girl that was with him in the back seat. Well, I mean, they always assume that well, you've at least had a couple. Right. I didn't have anything. Yeah. So how did they treat you? Um, they were pretty rough to me at first because you don't know why I got stopped. Okay. We were, I was at a red light and I had to turn left to go back to campus to take them to the dorm. Um, I turned left. It's raining. It's a little foggy. It's about 10 o'clock at night. It's, uh, during the time of the, you know, regional basketball tournament, you know, high school uh, basketball. So it was it was in like yeah December, um. So, oh my God, I can't remember. Uh, I I can remember very well. I can't believe I'm telling the story. Uh, so we were supposed to be looking for one of my friends, Gonzo. He had been at the party. He drank a whole bunch of moonshine and he took off. No, no, he took off walking. Oh, he was walking gosh. back to his fraternity house. Yeah, which was a good three miles away. You don't walk three miles when you're Why do people do that? I don't know. He wasn't thinking. Um, So he'd been gone for like two hours, so I assumed he'd already made it back. Yeah. That's plenty of time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I get about a mile away is where this light is. I turn left. I'm not even going 10 miles an hour. Next thing I know, there's a break in the headlights on on the other side. Like, it's all headlights on the other side because they're you know, stuck at the light, too. Yeah. I turn left on this road. I see a break in the headlights. I don't know what it is. 
I can't I can't see anything and I can't stop. Boom! All of a sudden, my windshield shatters and glass flies all into all into the cab of the car. Oh wow! And uh, you hit a parked car. No. <laughs> the girl in the back seat says, "Oh my God, did we hit a deer?" <laughs> <laughs> the guy in the passenger seat said, "No, I seen his face. We hit Gonzo, my buddy." No, you didn't. Yeah, you hit somebody. I hit somebody. So his body knocked out the windshield. His back. Wow. His back shattered my windshield. So what happened? The cop was at the light, I guess, because he got right behind me real quick. Because I stopped. I was scared to death. I knew. I didn't know for sure it was Gonzo. I kind of thought it was. Yeah. But I didn't know. I thought Is he Mexican? No. Oh. No. It's just, you know, nose. Oh, okay. I was just um, trying to picture this in my head. No. Okay. So you hit Gonzo. I hit Gonzo. He bounced off my car and onto the road. The cop. He's uh, drunk, so he probably yeah. didn't feel nothing. He felt it a little bit later. So it sobered him up. Yeah. Uh, so the cop pulls in behind me, lights you know, flashing runs up to you know him he puts him in his car he comes out he gets my you know license registration all this information uh proof of insurance excessive information yeah he was just he he was making sure i didn't go nowhere yeah and if he did how to find you oh yeah he uh he goes back to his squad car for a minute and he comes back and he said well he said, I'm not going to lie to you. He said, you just about went to jail tonight. I said, for what? He said, you know you hit somebody, right? I said, well, yeah. Well, I, where's the person that you hit? Like, are in they his still... car, in his squad car. So he got up and walked to the squad car after the getting hit? The cop helped him oh, okay. get in the squad car. So they made sure he didn't need an ambulance yep. first. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I had to get out. I had to do a sobriety test and all that. Had to do all that. I feel like I would feel those even if I were sober. I, mean, I kind of. I mean, they're a little too, extreme. I thought that too, but I I passed it. So. Well, yeah. But uh, so he was like, he's like, you almost went to jail. He said, the only thing that saved you is I took your license back there, and I showed it to the guy that you hit. And he says, "Oh shit, that's Jordan." <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. I swear. Wow. He said, "Oh, it's Jordan. Jordan hit me." He said, do you, do you know him? And I was like, was it you know, Andrew? That's you know, yeah. Gonzo's real name. Yeah. He said, yeah. I was like, man, we were supposed to be looking for him. I said, I couldn't see him because of the <laughs> You <ball."> found him. <laughs> <laughs> I sure found his ass, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. And uh, so, all right, we had told everybody in the fraternity he was in. I wasn't in the fraternity. Yeah. But I think everybody in the car that was you know, with me was in it. But uh, I was just friends with all of them. But uh, we had told everybody in the, in the fraternity that, I had hit him with my car, and they didn't believe me. They said, oh, well, you'd be in jail, or you know, he'd be in the hospital. He went to the hospital and got checked out. Just, yeah. I mean, yeah. And he was and, fine. Yeah. They had to pull a few shards of glass out of his back. Oh, my gosh. And a few pieces of, you know, <laughs> of asphalt. <laughs> but, so, I wow. mean, other than, <laughs> other than that, he was fine. But, uh, so, you know, the guy who had the party, he went there looking for him. He was like, he was like, I heard you got hit by a car. He was like, yeah. He said, Jordan really hit me pretty good. And he, he didn't believe him. So he walks up and he tackles him. But when he tackles him, he's got his arm around his back. Yeah. And he pulls his arm back and there's just blood all over him. Oh. Because of the road rash. He had, yeah. he had opened it back up. Right. And it was it was just disgusting. Like he was messed up for, he still got scars to this day. Wow. He told me uh, a couple years ago when I talked to him, he said, yeah, I still got scars. <laughs> that is crazy. But that's a wild story. Yeah. I went kind of off the rails there, but. Yeah. Here we go. We're coming back. <laughs> coming back to it now. So, after high school graduation, she went to uh, ULM, which is the University of Louisiana, uh, Monroe, which is about an hour away from where she grew up. Um, she went there, got her uh, general studies degree. Which basically means that she didn't really want to go to school. She just had to, or, or you know, she just wanted to, so she'd have something to fall back on. Yeah. But her dream, her entire life was, you know, to move to Nashville and to become a star. I can see that. She had went to, you know, Gatlinburg when she was younger with her parents, 
and she begged her mom and dad to go to Nashville. She wanted to see it. She said she was looking at the Batman building, and she told her, I think she was like six or seven at this time, Yeah, she told her parents, she said, this is home, when she was like six or seven. Yeah. And her mom's like, no, 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 this is not home. Yeah, she didn't want her to leave. All right. Yeah, Louisiana. But it was just kind of a yeah, premonition because uh, I think she was 19 when she ended up uh, graduating with her general studies degree from ULM. She moved to Nashville. She moved in a camper. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've heard this story. She lived in a camper in the parking lot of a studio. Yeah. Um, The guy, I'm trying to remember, there was a producer he was you know, from the same hometown she was from. When he had first moved to Nashville, he needed money. He had asked her grandfather to borrow some you know, money for his move, and her grandfather had you know, provided him with a few hundred dollars, which got him through a month or two. So it you know, helped him out a, a ton when he first moved to Nashville. So he felt like he needed to return the favor. All right. So he lived, you know, <clears throat> he allowed her to live in the studio parking lot. She used the bathroom, the shower, everything at the studio. The electricity was from the studio. He paid for all that. Um, all she had to pay for was her uh, groceries. Yeah. And her you know, cable if she got it. But Right. So she lived there for years. Years. And then... Uh, she came out with her first album, uh, <clears throat> Lainey Wilson, it was a self-titled album, in 2014. Now, in 2014, was this before she got the cut on Luke Combs' album? No. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry it was before. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, are we in a good place to yeah, play this? Play okay. So... The first time that I heard about Lainey Wilson was when she wrote this song right here that ended up on Luke Combs' first album called Sheriff If You Want To. About 2 a.m. to go and catch us a trout And that's when I saw that car pull up He said, boys, I don't care that you're way out here But you look a little young for all that beer And when he got close, I couldn't tell who that was He said, I ain't the cops, I ain't your parents Boys, you're dealing with the county sheriff so I said, we can share if you want to. So, buddy, won't you take a sip and help us finish it tonight? I ain't giving you an attitude, but I can tell you in a bad mood. So that song right there, the that's, that kind of sounds like her style of writing. It does. It does. Actually, I think they wrote that in her uh, camper. Yes, because he came he, over. Yeah, he was on that level to where he would come over and hang out in a camper at that time. She said the first time she seen him, she knew he was going, yeah, you know, to be huge. He was going really? to blow up. She could just tell. Well, see, it was kind of borderline at that time. You know, yeah. you had Chris Stapleton who finally accepted the way he looked, and then you got Luke Combs, who is not. The Sam Hunt, Tim McGraw body style. Right, right. You know? And Luke just opened it up for so many. Mm-hmm. And I think Laney uh, is doing that as well with just being yourself. Right. And, but I mean, it's not like she's not attractive. No. Oh, yeah. And that helps a lot. Right. But if you guys haven't heard her voice, we've got a little clip here where she was at the CMT Artist of the Year event. And we're going to let you hear how country she sounds. I mean, <laughs> I am just such a, a huge fan of so many women who have, have come up in country music, and it just makes you feel like you're on the right track. It makes you feel like you're, you know, you're headed down the same road that a lot of the women that I looked up to went down. So it is, um, it is a complete honor to be a part of it. 
things a man are. ought to know yes. at number one. Um, I mean, it, <laughs> it, I mean, she's just country cornbread, mm. you know? She is. She's country, uh, country than you. I do have to, do. to. I do have to agree with that. Mm. She is now. I don't know. People may look down on me in this next comment, but I'm gonna go ahead and just say it for the record. Her badonka donk. <laughs> I, I knew mean, you were gonna make a comment she, at some point. So I, I was in my yes, finger ready. Yes, I mean she's a, a, a attracted, attractive looking woman. Yeah. She she is. But it's almost like, is it, you know, kind of manufactured? I don't know how you could build that. I'm just saying. Uh, one of the Kardashians did. Yeah, she ain't quite got the Kardashian money, if you know what I no. mean. <laughs> not yet. Not no, yet. Not, not, no, but, it's going to take a lot. It's going to yeah. take a, a, a stray tape that she doesn't want to get yeah. out and a bunch of other stuff to make it And, that, and, make and I think happen. she really likes it because if you follow her on TikTok, she did a bus TikTok in front of her bus. And she's like, have you seen it? No. Yeah, she's really shaking her badonky donk. Everybody who I heard her, you know, <clears throat> get interviewed by all talked about her TikTok and how it was, you know, very entertaining and really fun. And I've not I I find TikTok hard to, to look at because I go down rabbit holes and I cannot pull myself away. So oh, I just it is I don't awful. allow myself to get started. If somebody it is sends such me a trend. one if somebody sends me one to look at, um yeah. I, I'm really cussing them. I know you send me some, and my yeah. wife sends me some. Yeah. As soon as I see one, I'm like, then you I flip go to the up. next one. Go to the next one. Then you flip up. And go to the next one. Yeah. Oh, that one was dumb. Oh, that yeah. one was really fun. Here we are, an hour into it. Yeah. But the cool thing is, is like, if there's something that you honestly want to know, even like if it's remodeling the house or cooking a steak, you can type it up and yeah. like you get the 30 second version versus the right. whole YouTube four hour video. Right. Right. It's more in-depth on YouTube, though. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I've learned how to do many things on YouTube. All right, so where are we at here? She released her first album. Uh-huh. And then she released her second album in 2016 called uh, Tougher. And okay. her third EP was called Redneck Hollywood. And um, she... Um, her yeah, first yeah, single off that that she released was you know, Dirty Looks to be this song right here. I know it's been a long day You've been hollering that hey You need a break I'm working in the sunshine So you met me in here For a couple of beers Just to wash away that overtime Now you're saying that you wish You would have cleaned up but you know I don't care about that when you're leaning in and kissing me and I can't stop kissing you back. Getting dirty looks from people at the bar. Getting dirty looks that don't you know who you are. Getting dirty looks like everybody's got something to tell us. But they ain't nothing but jealous, baby. I mean, it's such a... There it is. Right there. That was huge on TikTok. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. Because, like, girls would post dirty videos of their husband's hands. And mm -hmm. it was a kind of a big trend. And I forgot that that come from her. But, like, yeah. I mean, she sounds like an angel when she sings. Well, I mean, it's a, just she's so... got a beautiful voice. Yes, and it's pure. And the photo shoot that they did for that album, she looked amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only one time that I thought she looked kind of different was the award show that different. me and you talked about when she <laughs> did the perm look. Right. Yeah. It just don't match her face. I like yeah. the straight hair or the curls. Just because that's what you like doesn't mean that's what everybody else likes. I know, but I'm a critic. You're something. Yeah. So uh, She's had three songs released or yet played on Yellowstone. That's, I know it's, yeah. it's your big She's show. actually going to be on the show. Is she? This season. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, uh, for this last album, she teamed up with uh, Jay Joyce. Yeah, I know who that name is. Yeah, that's that's a pretty big name in the country music world. Are you going to say it? I'm not saying it because okay. I don't want it to be Then said. I'm not going to say it. Eric I think Church. folks know. 
Everything we do comes back to Eric Church. Yeah. At least it's not sports. I would rather it be sports. Yeah. Okay. So, where are we at? Uh, let's see. She calls her style of country a bell-bottom uh, a country. And if actually, if you see her 99% of the time, she's wearing bell-bottoms. Yeah, she, she loves is. Them. Yeah. She loves them. She looks tall, too. Like, yeah. she looks like she would be a tall female. Yeah. Does that intimidate you? No, not at all. <laughs> I'm yeah. not scared to climb a tree. <laughs> Jesus, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so man, <laughs> I always knew you want to climb up on some wood. Listen Here we go, ladies this. and gentlemen. Uh, her influences are Dolly Parton, of course, Leanne Womack, oh, uh, great voice, uh, Buck Owens, and Glenn Campbell. Okay. When asked what her uh, her country music Mount Rushmore was, was those four names right there? That's a pretty good. Yeah, that's a pretty good. Yeah. It is. Pretty good Mount Rushmore. Um, she's been on tour with Morgan Wallen, Jason Aldean. She's uh, been on tour with uh, Justin Moore. Uh, Muscadine Bloodline, she went on tour with them guys. Uh, uh, Tracy Lawrence. You know who she's with now? John Party. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Um, as far as awards are concerned, she was nominated for the CMT Music Awards uh, in in uh, 2021, once, and then in 2022, she was nominated twice. She didn't win either one of those. In 2021, she won the ACM New uh, Female Artist of the Year, and she also won Song of the Year for uh, <clears throat> Things a Man Ought to Know. Well, I mean, in my opinion, when it comes to country music right now, there's three hot females, which are, and not hot just in looks because uh, these three are hot, mm -hmm. but I mean like you know relevant. Mean. Right. And I think that's Carla Pierce, Ashley McBride, and Lainey Wilson. Those three. I mean, you've got the Miranda Lambert. Yeah, Miranda's yeah. yeah. But I'm saying the she's new class. Yeah, she's been big. Miranda yeah. has. Yeah, and, and like Gabby. Right. I mean, Gabby is phenomenal. But when mm -hmm. you think about the new class, these three women, I think we're going to see the next five years' worth of award show winnings, or at least nominations. Right. You know, Ashley McBride really took Lainey under her wing, and she really gave her a lot of guidance. She gave her a lot of push. She's yeah. helped Lainey out in a lot of ways. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, Lainey's extremely appreciative of that. I've heard many interviews her talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was... I feel like I know Lenny Wilson at this point. Really? Yeah. And, I mean, the majority of the times that I heard interviews with her, it was because of this next song, um, because it hit number one, and it really put her on the map. This is uh, uh, Things a Man Ought to Know. I'm surprised this song has never been written like that. And I just want to say this, too, and I know it may sound like I'm a jerk, but 
Is it because we have a generation that we have that guys do not know how to change tires that women feel like they need to write a song about it? Or am I completely off track? Well, I mean, I see what you're saying. I think it has came to a point in time now where a lot of guys don't know how to do simple things that, you know, guys you know our age or a little older uh, automatically learn, like before they were 10, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's kind of, she explained this song. She said it's really not even about what they can and can't do. She said it's more about you know, treating people how you want to be treated. It's yeah. about the golden rule. And uh, and I can see that. Yeah, I see that. That's where she got the inspiration, like to write the song. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean it's a great song. Yeah, it is. I only have one complaint of Lainey Wilson. What's that? She has uh, done a duet with somebody. I was kind of wondering if we were going to bring this up. I mean, I have to. And the thing is, he wrote the song. And her version of it is good. Well, I mean, it's not her version. Well, I, I'm just saying, version. like, like her side oh, of yeah, it. Oh, yeah, it's great. She did yeah. great. And it's not a bad song. I've never said he wasn't a good songwriter. He can write songs. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, what it, what is it? I mean, is it the way he sings? It's his voice. I mean, you honestly think that he's not a good singer. He's just not a good singer. So I mean, songwriting... He's 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 a good he's songwriter. Good. I'll give him I'll give him credit where credit's due, and I wish him the best in the world. I hope he's successful. I just don't want to hear it. Like I don't want to hear his songs because I don't I don't think it sounds good. Like I know for a fact I could never make it in the industry. I know that without a shadow of a doubt. I haven't lost any sleep. I know I couldn't make it, and I know I sound better than he does when I sing. I'm just saying it. Really? I know I can. Yeah, I mean, is it because, I mean, is it like a pitch problem or like, okay, if if you could fix Cole Swindale, what would you fix? Um, I would have somebody else sing it. Really? <laughs> it just, yeah, like it's not, and I don't know that it's a pitch. I don't think he can you know, carry a tune. Let, let's listen for a second. I do gotta say though, he doesn't sound like nobody else. No, he doesn't. And I, actually, I think he's he's kind of leaned into what he's good at. He's good at the part where you don't have to hit any big notes. Well, let's listen to this. Well, from what I've heard, he he he's been on the right path. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. like he he earned it. He earned you know? it. He did. I'm not saying he didn't earn it. It's he just did. one of the artists that that you just cannot get on board with. It's just like, I mean, certain people don't like. Uh, I mean, give me somebody. I mean, some people don't like Garth Brooks. Yeah, some people don't Sam like Hunt. Sam Hunt and Sam Hunt, and I know a lot of people think that I'm this country outlaw and rebel and all this. And I am to an extent. But, folks, Sam Hunt is the modern-day Conway Twitty. Yeah, he does a lot and, of Sam. And, I mean, I know people are going to say, how in the hell can you say that? But he talks in the song, and it's about love. Except Conway could sing 40 years later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, Conway, there'll Sam never Hunt's be another. Sam you know, singer either. No, he's not. Mm-mm. And I think he's been having, like, a lot of mental troubles just and, and that comes with success yeah, you know I, I really do but you know i don't wish that upon anybody it's a that's, and, that's and a i could say it through. you know because they did say that they were gonna divorce then he got a dui then they pulled the divorce back and then i don't know about all that well when sam come out he was a massive star within two years he was getting six figures a show yeah. which is unheard of right. and then he takes the break then he's back and I mean, I don't know, but back that's, to Cole Swindell. That's not something that I want to even, uh, you, know, you know, people's personal troubles, I don't. And, and it is hard because you can't, you can't tell me that 
every person out there doesn't have a part in their life to where they overthink a situation or OCD is just unreal or some things just bother you, you know? anybody with a conscience that does. Yeah, I mean, and that's something that I would love to really see change, and that's mental health. I mean, because it would fix so much. A lot of mental health issues. You know, like kids that are, you know, mentally abused as they're younger, and mm-hmm. then they grow up and they don't know how to communicate, and then it right. just, it's it's just a downhill spiral. Yeah. So, and I mean, when you when you raise your you know, child in the spotlight, like a lot of people do, yeah, you know, you know, these days from you know, social media, they don't know how to vent you know, properly because no. their whole life is on yeah you know, Facebook or TikTok yeah. or Twitter or uh, anything. And and that's Instagram. like you know kids are easy when they're your kids age right now right. i know you're thinking how i don't get any sleep and they cry all the time I get good but sleep actually. i've got a yeah because of your wife no, no oh we're not gonna praise her huh no no she does I, I she does it. fine my kids do great do they sleep good really they sleep all night that's awesome my one-year-old sleeps 12 hours a night are you serious yeah every what, night. Did y'all give him something no wow that's pretty good we just give him love ryan well, congratulations. <laughs> I've got a 10-year-old little boy who, he's at the age where he doesn't understand if a girl aggravates you, it's because she likes you. She's flirting. Yeah. yeah, and he doesn't get it. And I'm like, dude, I promise you're going to look back on this and you're going to be like, oh, she You remember me. when you were that age, too, though. To an extent, to a very, very small extent. Yeah. Are you saying that because you didn't have nobody? Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of friends when I was 10. I didn't. But anyways, so back to the Cold Swindon and Laney Wilson. I'm I mean, it was a it was a good song. It's a good song. It, it, it is. You can tell it's his song. It's not really something yeah. like she would have wrote. And you know, she said in the interview she she doesn't, you know, do songs she didn't write. You know, usually really? she's gotta listen to it and she grades it pretty hard. If she yeah. if it sounds like something that, you know, could have came out of her ink pen, she'll do it. But if yeah. it's not something that, you know, she could see herself saying, she won't sing it. Well, do you have anything else before I play this last song that I have a statement to make? Uh, I don't think so. This song right now, I I remember when it came out, and I, I mean, I'm a fan of Laney, but I'm not like gonna run out and listen to the song until I heard this song. So I'm gonna play it, and then I'm gonna come back and tell you my thoughts on it. right there i would buy tickets just to hear her play that live yeah, i don't know why that's not number one yet just, I mean, you gotta give it time shoot that should have been number one right out of the gate you have to think about it it wasn't the first one she released no it it's the not the second one it, I yeah i think it'll be the third one that she's released i really hope this song one. goes number one it's gonna do something because it's, it it's a good song it's a great song and, and it makes so much sense uh, yeah. because it is like a, a woman's perspective. It crosses a lot of boxes to make a great country song. It does. It <laughs> like, really yeah, does. The subject matter, the format, all of it. Like but, the analogies, yeah. And, and another good thing that made me fall in love with this song was the video. Because when she gets to that chorus, it's like she puts her whole mind, body, spirit voice everything into this song yeah and i mean it came I out love the it. of her pen yeah this, i mean this is her i mean she wrote this song and she's single folks so if you know is anybody, she really yeah. she's not dating nobody uh-uh. 
I don't I think, understand. I think it's on purpose. I think she she's just wants it to you know happen uh, wow. you know, organically, if you will. This song right here just it deserves to be cranked. I love it. Yeah, she's extremely talented. Well, um, I and yeah, you know, like I said, after I've watched so many interviews and I've heard all, I think every song she's ever sang that was recorded. Um, it's. I feel like I've known her, at least ten years. Really? Yeah, I do. I'm like, telling you what, it, I'm excited for. I'm excited for her future, and I'm happy to see that we have another country country artist in country music. Right, and she's you know I mean, she's country. That's for she's sure. as country as it comes. Yeah, she didn't even know there were other genres of music growing up. Oh, that's what I love. She thought it was like the oldies country, like yeah. you know, Hank Williams yeah. and Patsy Cline, Loretta Lynn, all that. And then she thought there was like you know, 90s country was what she grew up loving. She loved 90s country. Okay. Um, The guy who you know, took her under his wing was the guy who wrote the song, uh, I'm just an old jukebox junkie. Ken Mullins? Yeah. No, wait, that's not Ken Mullins. Yeah, it is. Jukebox Junkies Ken Mullins. Somebody else, too, though. Had to be like a co-writer. The writer? On yeah. There's right, a co-writer it on it. I remember that song. But I always oh, yeah, remember... It was a big song. I remember the school version. Oh, yeah, I do, too. We all had our own version. I made up a couple versions of songs. That was one of them that somebody else beat me to. Um... Yeah, you know, Creed had a song with arms wide open. I changed that up and made it my own. I'm not getting into jukebox junkie. It's, uh, it's kind of a. I know. A I know the song. Song is is uh, it's sung by Ken Mullins. My yeah. phone just died. It, yeah, it's sung Ken, by Ken Mullins. All right, we gotta look this up, folks. Jordan's getting the phone out. Yeah, yeah Ken Mullins. He was a. That song was almost as big as Breaky Heart, Aggie Breaky Heart. It was. Ken, I Ken's love that somebody song. that um, he's actually kind of friends with uh, Mark Chestnut's son, who's been on the show. Mm-hmm. He's friends with them. I would love to get Ken on the show and just talk about that. That was, it was a big part of the nineties. I'm just a no Jerry Cupid. Who? Uh, Jerry Cupid. Okay, so was Jerry the guy who helped write Jukebox Junkie? It was written by uh, Melons, uh, Jerry Cupid, and Janice Honeycutt. Okay, all right. So that's the guy who is responsible for Lenny Wilson. Yep. Awesome. In the beginning. Awesome. That is cool. Well, folks, I feel like we've learned a lot about Lenny, and I'm ready to rate her. Are you? I am. And, folks, you know where I stand on this. It's going to be a four. And the only reason that it's not a five is because I know she's going to be an Opry member. She's going to be a female vocalist of the year. She's going to have countless number ones. And I just hope she picks a guy that is worthy enough for her love. Yeah. um, It's kind of hard for me to rate her. Just because she's so new into it. And when I say she's new new into it, she was... She was in Nashville for nine years before she actually. It's a ten-year town. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, it it really is. Yeah, she said in an interview, like I think it was a few months ago. She said, "You know, I'm just now getting, you know, started. Really, she said, but I've been here for nine years." <laughs> yeah, well, and and that takes me back, and I'm sorry to interrupt your writing, but it takes me back to, you know, some people think that they can write one song and just send it to people, and not go through the struggle of living in Nashville. I mean, it literally takes 10 years of you eating bologna sandwiches, staying up late, working odd jobs, and folks, don't give up. I mean, like, if you have it in you, it will happen if it's meant to happen. And you may not be a big star. It may start with a song cut like it did for Laney, you know, because each little thing opens up them doors. But one thing that I have learned, and you can take it to the bank, is you cannot expect to make it and not live in Nashville. That's what I was about to say. I mean... You can try and try and try somewhere else, but until you're around 
other people who are trying to do the same thing you're trying to do yeah it's not gonna happen and, and i truly feel like that that may affect the success of our show i mean as much as we yeah. love doing this and thank god for modern technology because right. we can have zoom but yeah. i that's the same thing with our show like had we started this years ago right. and been able to go down there a couple of days of the week i feel like you know bobby bones wouldn't have a sh- uh, wouldn't have a, <laughs> a job you well, know how you bring him up yeah he... no, i gotta i gotta include that yeah because you love him back to your rating <laughs> uh i mean because she writes her own songs and she puts so much heart into them and she's beautiful <laughs> no i believe everybody cheered i don't think they cheered yeah she's beautiful she might be, but that doesn't mean you got to bring it up every five minutes. I just want people to know. Yeah, they know. All right, they, they go got, ahead. They got the memo. Go, go ahead. All right, uh, because she's extremely authentic. She's true to herself. Like she's never changed uh, an ounce, and like the way her friends talk, she's she's not gonna change no. ever because she is who she is, and yeah. who she is is fantastic. She's going to be a star even more so than she already is because you don't have that voice, you don't have that personality, and you don't have the charisma that she has and not make it. She's going to be a star. I'm going to put her at, just because she's still getting started, and uh, she's going to be really big. Uh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go four stars as well. Thank God. Yeah. Because if it had been lower, we'd have probably been here another 30 minutes arguing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, she, how can you not? You know what I mean? And, and I say your, your opinion of it, right. you know, because you can't just hand out four stars. No. But I, I feel like if she quit music today, she would have been a four-star artist. Yeah. If she never done another thing. Yeah. But I know she's going to be a Grand Old Opera member. She's going to win Female Vocalist of the Year as long as she keeps pumping out songs like she has been. Right, yeah. You know, of course, that's everything. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, she's awesome. Who do, who do you think, and I know you don't know a lot of country artists, if you was to put her with somebody, like dating-wise, who would it be? I'm not playing matchmaker. You get, I I'm mean, just out that. of curiosity. I mean, why is that something you think about? I don't know. I like, just kind of wonder. You know, you had the Miranda and Blake, yeah, and they work. they kind of no, it didn't work, <laughs> but it did make them both famous as all it, get out. It did. I mean, Miranda was talented. She would have mm-hmm. probably went far. Well, Blake was talented too. Yes, but Blake had been around almost eight or nine years yeah. before he reached the fandom that he did. I think it took Miranda telling him to cut that mullet. I don't know, but I'm telling you what, them two together was a powerhouse move. They were, yeah. Now, some folks have rumored to say that it was all a stunt, but I don't believe yeah. it because I've seen the match between them. Right. You know, but, uh, I mean, it happens all the time. Everybody's wanting the next Tammy and George. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know who you could, could you say? Uh... I mean, considering the fact that they're married already, but right. like Justin right. Moore, had he not been married already and three beautiful children justin moore is her type the cowboy how do you know her type? i don't know i mean like if you matched it to her look and her sound is what i'm saying i don't think it matches her look matches her sound yeah what about our uh friend from texas that we just did a a, uh, episode on mr parker mccollum oh i don't know it's different it is different. But hey, you know, you know, two people that are the same don't go good together. No, they don't. They got to be different. Opposites do attract. If that's the, I mean, if that's the case, we can do yeah, Post Malone with her. What do you think? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Parker is, he's kind of a mystery, and he's married, right? Yeah. I, I thought so. And see, he's he's kind of different. Like, I really couldn't see him with no current artist. No. I don't think. I don't think famous people. I don't think yeah, famous people should be with famous people. Yeah, it makes it so much more difficult. Like there's but, no way that would last. Ever. Yeah, the the whole theory of it from the beginning was is you know that they understand the stress that one another's under. You yep. know, 
No. But like Tim and Faith, it's amazing that they made it as long as they have. Yes. And I'm sure it's not been spotless. Oh, no. It's not been a bed of roses. <laughs> no. Okay, for sure. That's a very difficult thing to put your relationship through. B- but you take like Garth and Trisha. I mean, right. Garth had a happily marriage until he heard Trisha sing and then mm. he lost his mind, you know. Yeah. But them together, they're awesome. That's true. Yeah. So, folks, I believe that's a wrap. Yep. If you guys want to hear about somebody or want us to do something, you know how to get a hold of us. Give mm-hmm. us a like. Give us a share. Rate us like, on Like, share, podcasts. rate, review, follow. Um, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your coworkers. Thank you, everybody. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time. Hasta mañana. This here podcast was prepared and accomplished by the Country Music Critic. The views and opinions expressed on the Country Music Critic are not necessarily those of the guests, sponsors, or anyone associated with the production of this here podcast. The Country Music Critic releases itself from all misrepresentation. Any information shared on this podcast was researched and obtained using the World Wide Web, a.k.a. the interweb. Comments made on the Country Music Critic are meant to be informative, comical, or just plain silly, and not meant to defame, asperse, calumniate, slander, traduce, vilify, or be maligned in any way. Why do you boys consistently make me say all them tough words? Don't like it. Thanks for joining us on the Country Music Critic, and we'll catch y'all next time.